0: Love, talk, radio. Hey, folks, Troy Dooley here, the host of the Beachside CEO, and I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting morning uh, because we are in John Maxwell's book, brand new book. I mean, you can go get it. It's got a great workbook. There's, if you buy the book, there's all kinds of other stuff you'll get to if you pay attention in here. But here's the deal. The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Now, most of you that listen know that I've been studying John for 20 years. Great, I mean, love him. Today may be the first time you actually see me disagree in public with something John Maxwell is going to say. So you want to stay tuned to the whole show because I tell you, we're going to get into some controversy. Today we're talking about the law of consistency. Motivation gets you going. Discipline keeps you growing. I'll tell you some other good books that you can get on this subject. Richard Brooks put out a book, uh, Malk 2, With Your Hair on Fire, where he talks about this. And it's an awesome book. He's one of my greatest fans. He's a, a personal uh, mentor, coach, sponsor. I mean, he's just a great guy. Uh, my mom loves his his life shots. Uh, listen to me. You have to have discipline if you're going to grow. John uh, Jim Trestle says, the hallmark of excellence, the test of greatness, is consistency. Kevin Lehman, one of my good friends, said this one time. He said, the only thing consistent in network marketing is change. I've listened to that over and over in my mind, and I got to thinking the other day, Kevin was right because people are constantly changing. They're either moving forward or they're dying. It's just the name of the game. So there's always going to be change taking place. The question is, where are you changing? John starts us out. He says, when I started my speaking career, I believed that motivating people was the key to helping them succeed. If I can get them moving in the right direction, I thought, then they'll be successful. But that's not true because often what happens is you hear it all the time. Build to the next big event. Build to the next big event. Build to the next big event. So you do. You build, you build, you go, you go. You're deeper in debt. Your credit card's maxed out, but you're at the event. What happens? You are pumped up. You're fired up. You're ready to go. You get on the plane You look at the person next to you, and you open your mouth and say, hi, I'm in network marketing. And they say, Stewardess, can I switch seats, please? And all of a sudden, all that motivation just got deflated. Motivation can get you going. Discipline keeps you growing. I'm a firm believer in Motivation. My motivation probably would freak people out. You know, I go running, and I have 60 songs that are cadence songs for the United States Marine Corps. Some of them you wouldn't wouldn't want your mama to hear. But that takes me back into a time in my life when it was disciplined from sunup to sundown. I went to sleep on my back in the prone position, never moving, because that's what I was told to do. Discipline, self-discipline is the key, and that's why John calls this the law of consistency. So how do you grow? How how do you do this in in a consistent manner? What is it that you're supposed to do? Now you get to see where I disagree with John. John writes this, if you want to become more disciplined and consistent in your performance, you need to become more disciplined and consistent in your growth. I agree with that. How do you do that? This is where I disagree with you. By knowing the what, how, and why, and when of personal development. That's what I disagree with. I believe that you have to know the why, the how, the what, and the when. And you may, ah, oh, Troy, that's semantics. No, it's not. In my mind, in studying this, and not just John, but several experts, if you don't know your why, there's no way that you're going to have the self-discipline of how, what, and when. Just won't happen that way. You have to know why it is that you want to be in self-discipline. So I'm going to read this chapter completely backwards. Instead of number three, number one is do you know why you want to keep improving in your life? See, the only way that you're going to know the what and the how is to understand why. Why is it? That you're in the rut you're in, and why do you want to get out of it? Why do you want to start growing now? See, your why is what keeps you motivated long after the rush of the euphoria, the excitement of the motivation is gone. That's what happens when you get on the plane and you sit in that seat and you say, I know my why. Because all of a sudden a light bulb clicked on. And all of a sudden, you know what it is. You know that purpose, that mission, that vision. John shares a story. He says, I love the story of the salesman who looked out the window of the hotel restaurant in the blinding snowstorm. He asked the waiter, Hey, do you think the roads will be clear enough in the morning to travel? The waiter looked out the window, looked down at him, and said, Well, that depends on if you're on salary or commission. See, that's the key right there. If you're in the middle of a blinding snowstorm and your why is big enough, in this case, whether you're on salary or commission, if you're on salary, you just stay where you are till the road's clean. If you're on commission, your butt's on that car. You're going through that storm. you got to make money. See, think about that. When you have a strong why... You can keep going when it gets tough, when you're bleeding. I have a sign that hangs that says Tough Times Don't Last last, tough teams do. Because I believe that when you hang together, it works. I'm talking about corporate and the field. There's just one team. I, I did an editorial yesterday on a on a situation that's happened. A lot of terminations are taking place because people have joined an online a system that that helps them build their primary company, but you can make so much money in the system, people are getting defocused, companies are terminating for cross-recruiting. I'm going to fly to Austin in January and meet with the owners of this company, because it's, it's a great debate. But there's so many people that propagate out in the middle of of the world, us against them. We see it in politics, we see it in religion, we see it in sports, heck, we see it in marriages. And it can't be that way. Your why has to line up with the culture of the company, with the leaders of your company. It all has to work. But when you know your why, you'll move forward. Listen to this. This is good. If you want to know your why, here's the why test. Question one. And this is how you know if you're doing If If you answer yes to these questions, you don't know your why. Do you constantly procrastinate on important tasks? Do you require coaxing to do small chores? Do you perform duties just to get by? Do you consistently talk negative about your work or your company or your leaders? Do efforts of friends to encourage you irritate you instead? Do you start small projects and abandon them? Do you avoid self-improvement opportunities? If you answered yes to the majority of those, you have not tapped into your why. So you have to give yourself more and bigger why so that you keep wanting to go forward. Legendary coach Vince Lombardi said, once you learn to quit, it becomes a habit. The question is, are you going to continue to quit? You don't want to quit. You have to know your why. Once you know your why, then you can move to your what. What do you need to improve? Journalist and author George Lorimore remarked this. You, you've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. You have to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed at night with satisfaction. And that's true with anything. So once you know your why, why you want to improve in life, now you've got to figure out what do I need to improve first? Where do I need to take this first and that's where you start looking at that 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 overall why. Now you know you need to improve, but why do you want to improve? What's that, that driving force behind you? See, your, your future is going to be dependent, but is that future about network marketing, your job, your marriage, your career? Whatever it is, you have to improve, and there's different areas of your life that you improve in. The first one that I would suggest that you start, since you probably answered yes to all those questions a minute ago... It's just in your limiting beliefs and removing them, getting rid of them when I started my career, all I cared about was local and If I can build a business locally, then I'll do good as I've looked back into my career and I've gone through a lot of hell in my career i, I when I'm going through it, I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm not very successful. At one time, I was the youngest bail bond agent ever to be in the city of Independence. Matter of fact, I helped work in an investigation that broke the the city open. They got rid of some judges and some other people for corruption, and I was allowed to do bail there. That's pretty big. I had the nation's largest underwriter of bail, American Bankers Insurance and Bail USA contract with me to be the general agent in the 7th state area at 21 years old that's pretty big I had another insurance company that was owned and operated by some very unique families out of the New York, New Jersey area that wanted me to be the front person for them in their bail operation again an accomplishment we turned that one down I was on retainer and wrote bail for one of the organized crime families in Kansas City for one of the bikers' organizations in Missouri. At that time, at 21 years old, that's very much—I uh, mean—you accomplished us. I went on to become a a minority partner and and business expert in mergers and acquisitions and and hostile takeovers. At 23. Put my biggest deal together, hundred and $150 million life insurance company. interesting thing about that one was we actually put the down payment with a $50,000 bad check. We didn't even have money in the bank. And the reason I was able to go all the way to the finish with that, and the only reason we didn't get that life insurance company is because my partner tried to cash a $15 million counterfeit cashier's check knowingly. The only reason we didn't get it was because of that, because I honestly told the owner of the company, if you cash this check, it'll bounce. He said, Because of your honesty, we're still gonna do business. All of a sudden you realize you accomplished something, but you want to know what I had to improve was my self image and the fear that I had, because that still was there. Here I am, uh I'm 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 the product of a of a blue collar family. Don't have a college education. Can take one heck of a hit on the chin and not fall down, but that doesn't get you very far in life. I had to overcome my limiting beliefs to be able to get on the radio shows, to stand in front of crowds, to walk into boardrooms and tell CEOs that that caused this company to fail. What do you need to improve? Number two. How are you supposed to improve it? See, the question of how to improve is one of the main reasons that John started working on himself long before he started working on other people. It's also the reason he went from being a motivational speaker to a motivational teacher. There are, uh, Listen to me. If you've ever heard John Maxwell on stage, there are a boatload of other people that are a lot more inspiring than John Maxwell. Andy Stanley, for one. I mean, I'm telling you. But what happens is when John talks, he's like E.F. Hutton, and people start to listen because the information that he's given is so powerful. And then all of a sudden he he has this sense of humor, and all of a sudden he just cracks a joke up right in the middle of it, and, and all of a sudden he's got your attention. It's huge. But it wasn't always that way. So how are you supposed to improve? You've got to match your motivation, what's driving you to improve, your discipline by your personality type. And a lot of times we don't even know what our personality type is. You know, if you just go with – I mean, there's so many different cases. Don Billings has got one that's on colors. I mean, everybody – but let's go with the traditional one that everybody's heard of. You know, maybe you're the 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 phlegmatic type personality where you're easy going, you're likable, but your weakness is inertia. See, if you're a phlegmatic, what'll happen is you can easily motivate yourself. And that's and that's pretty simple. All you gotta do is find value in what it is you need to do, and off you run. You're rolling, you're ready to go. Problem is if you don't value something, it gets to be a problem. Then the next time is the 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 clerics, I think, is how you say it. The strength of these people's personality types is that they can take charge and make decisions. The weakness is if they're not in charge, they just flat refuse to participate. Well, if I'm not going to be in charge, then I'm just not going to be a part of it. Oh, those people drive me nuts. You just want to turn them over your knee and bust their butt. But here's what you can do for internal motivation. Focus on the choices that you're making and grow with those choices. The sanguines. They're that fun, loving, life of the party type people. Man, they, 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 they can motivate themselves just by making a game of life. They reward themselves for things that other people say, What the heck are you do, man? I'm just life is good. Of course sometimes it's hard to take them seriously. So you gotta take yourself seriously and you gotta make this thing roll. Last kinds of melanchol melancholic. melancholic is what I call the perfectionists in life. Do the same thing over and over again and get different results each time. Okay, Thomas Edison come to mind. Finally they land on the right thing and off they go. The problem is, and and this is this is the deal. You you self discipline isn't hard, but the thing is you get so wrapped up on one thing you forget about everything else and you can't do that either. So start with the simple stuff. Start with one thing. Don't start with a boatload of crap. That's the problem when you try to go and go and go. People set goals. They don't make the goals, and it's because they've got these gigantic goals or they tried to cover too much at once. Don't do that. Just one simple little thing. Read a book on personal development. Go buy John Maxwell's book, Five Invaluable Laws of Growth. Maybe that's it. Go to beachsideceo.com and listen to the archives. Go to blissbusiness.com and buy the book for your career if you're in network marketing. Do something, it. Don't just... Oh, that sounded pretty good, Troy. I was motivated. got off the phone, stubbed my toe, and that was the end of that. I wasn't going to try to grow anymore. can't even grow my dadgum toenail. You don't want to do that. You want to focus. The industrialist Ian McGregor said, I work on the same principles as people who train horses. You start with the low fences, those easily achieved goals, and you work up. It's important in management never to ask people to try to accomplish goals they can't accept. Now, this is an issue in network marketing. You get these guys that stand on stage in their $1,000 suits. The only time they ever got it was because they rented it and they came to the convention. You get these girls on the stages that look like a hotties from doggone Victoria Secrets, And they're telling you, go, you can be a millionaire, you can do it in 90 days, you can go. And you're thinking to yourself, freaking, I'm hardly making 50 grand a year. But you get caught up in the motivation of the moment. I can do it, I can do it, yeah, I'm committing. Then you get on that plane again, first person you want to talk to about network marketing, no, no. I've already been down that road. A bunch of losers join that company when they can't go get a college degree. All of a sudden, you've bit off more than you chew. Start with yourself. You start changing yourself. The people around you start to change. If you want to gain the momentum, then you've got to improve your motivation. You set small goals. I don't. I don't really set goals anymore. And you guys know that. I, I've got objectives in my life, but my number one, if I had a goal, the number one goal was constantly to be improving every freaking year. And this time of year, I start looking back through all of my journals for the year. Did I grow? Did I grow in every area? I only have five areas I want to grow in. Usually I'll grow in three or four of those, and I kick myself in the butt. can't do that this year at this broken foot, but I'm usually kicking myself in the butt, saying, why the heck didn't I make it? What you got to do is one little step at a time. you got to be patient at this. See, if you want to grow, don't try to win big. I know, that goes against all that competition crap you've heard of. But start trying to win small. Little bitty wins can become huge successes. Andrew Wood once said, Where many people go wrong is in trying to reach their goals is in consistently looking for the big hit, the home run, the magic answer that suddenly transforms their dreams into reality. The only time that you don't see that happens in baseball. In baseball, you want to know what the guy's looking for? Man, if I can just get another hit, just one little hit. I don't care if it's the first base. I'm just tired of getting strikeouts. Babe Ruth had more strikeouts than anybody else. He also had more home runs than anybody else. Because he always got up to the plate and he always swung. You'll get those little ones. But to get the little ones, or to get the big ones, you've got to get the little ones first. Babe Ruth didn't get up there, and all of a sudden one day, there it was. Every day he got up and he tried to get one little hit to win a game, to get on first base, to help his team. That's the name of the game. you got to be patient. And I know that's tough, especially for you that live in the United States. you got fast food, fast diet programs, fast women. It's time to slow down. Somebody just texted me, Troy, fast cars. Okay, fast cars and then fast women. But you got to slow down. Have patience. And all things difficult will become easy. The Persian poet Saadi said that. Slow down, have patience, and things difficult will become easy. you got to value the process. This is a learning process. You learn as you go. You dig deep. All of a sudden you realize, I've really changed. Now sometimes you'll change and people around you won't change, and that gets freaky now especially if you're in love with them. They're your kids. You can't go around saying, you guys are all dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies. This ain't the Marine Corps. you got to do your best to help motivate and lift them up, too. We're all on different tracks in personal growth and you need to understand that. But I thought this was good. Charlene, I don't know how to say her last name, armature, I think, she's a She's a success coach, is what she is. Now, this is what she writes. Life goals are reached by setting annual goals. Annual goals are reached by setting daily goals. Daily goals are reached by doing things that may be uncomfortable at first, but eventually become habits. Oh, there's a neat word. Habits are powerful things. Habits turn actions into attitudes, and attitudes into lifestyles. You want to know what else habits do? They become rituals. I know, that's a you know, you you, you born again Christians that that I hang out with that that you know, rituals. Ooh, that's what those weird people do too. Yeah it is, but you realize we all have our own rituals. How many of you get up every morning and, and you, you go and you go to the bathroom or brush your teeth or whatever you do it every day. You do the same thing. How many of you put your socks on? You either put both socks on at once and then your shoes or else you put one sock on, then you put a shoe on, then you put the other sock on, then you put the other shoe on. There's rituals. Habits become rituals. Habits are attitudes. You're totally right on this. But the attitudes turn into a lifestyle. See, it's easy for us to visualize tomorrow using motivation, but if you really want to grow, this is how John writes this. If you really want to grow, you've got to focus needs on today. What is it today that you need to be taken care of? What is it today that you need to focus on? Once you do that, you want to know where you go? Then you go to the wind. When am I supposed to You're supposed to and improve right this second. We already said that. you got to start now. you got to move it forward. You can't wait until next week. You'll never change your life until you change something that you're doing daily. John says this. That means developing great habits. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments, and that bridge must be crossed every day. Brian Tracy said this, from the time you get up in the morning to the time you sleep at night, your habits largely control the words you say, the things you do, and the way you act and respond. Wow. So what you're doing daily probably needs to change if you want to grow personally. Abigail Van Buren said this, a bad habit never goes away by itself. It's always an undo-it-yourself project. So what habit do you have? Do you need to kick yourself in the butt every morning, get yourself fired up, do something? Do you need to look in the mirror every morning and say, I am the greatest? Because if you do, then at night when you go to bed, you need to still say, I am the greatest. Don't have a defeatist attitude. And as controversial as this sounds, maybe it's time that you just, daggone, you just stop setting goals, and you just start focusing on personal development, growing personally, changing the dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies that you have. See, when you're goal conscious, you focus on a destination. Your your goals motivate you and others. There's seasonal changes. You're going to have challenges. You stop when the goal is reached. But John says if you focus on growth, then you're focusing on a journey, not a destination. Growth will mature you to mature others. It's lifelong. It doesn't challenge you. It changes you. It doesn't stop when you hit the goal. The whole goal is growing beyond where you were at. But it all starts with believing in yourself. If you start believing in yourself today, And you make one small change, then by tomorrow you're going to start to feel just a little bitty change, but it'll grow. But before you do anything, you've got to start with why. Why do I want to grow personally? Why do I need to grow personally? That's the key right there, folks. Man, thanks for hanging out. It's been an awesome one. Tomorrow, the law of environment. That's going to be interesting. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous, stay strong, and if you're in network marketing, act like it. Bye now.